with me today, I have Peace Amadi. She's an author, speaker, host, writer, and TED Talk alum. We also happen to share the last name. <laughs> well, that's because she's my big sister, so way to go to us. Peace, how you doing? I'm doing good. That's <laughs> my favorite intro that I've ever had. <laughs> How, but, how how you been holding up in this pandemic? Um, I've been holding up. It's been with with being a a professor, um, and having to do my work now from from home. It's actually opened up a lot of time. You know, just getting away from commuting to just be creative and get into business stuff. So I've actually been okay. And I wanted to bring you on here to chop up about mental health because this is your arena. And especially within this time with a lot of things going on, it could be so easy to go nuts in the blink of an eye. <laughs> That's one way to put it. <laughs> and finding those ways to deal with things of that is important. Mm. So this is the main focus of our episode. Yeah. So why do you think taking care of mental health is priority? And what are some of the healthy ways the audience can tap into? Well... We've only got one mind, right? In the same way we think about, oh, I've only got one heart, you know, one set of lungs, one set of legs. It's the same thing mentally. We've only got one mind. We've only got one heart. Um, if we don't take care of it, then, you know, there's there's not much we can do without really paying attention to the condition of our mind. It's literally the beginning of everything, and it can be the end of a lot of things. And so that's always my number one priority for myself and for what I encourage for others to, to take care of your mind. In the same way we have dental hygiene, we brush our teeth every night. You know, there's got to be mental hygiene. There's got to be things we tell ourselves when we wake up in the morning, things we tell ourselves when we go to bed at night and you know, to your question about what are some of the things that we can do, I would say exactly that. Establish a healthy mental hygiene, mm -hmm. um, whether it be doing your affirmations and telling yourself that, you know, you got this and that, you know, you have a purpose and you belong here and that you bring value and you have a lot to contribute to this world and that, you know, you're okay and things are going to be okay. Whatever you need to tell yourself to get through the day, do that when you, when you get up in the morning, do tell yourself what you need to tell yourself when you go to bed at night. Um, try and stay positive, you know, try and stay optimistic. Definitely have friends and family who pour into you positive things and tell you positive things about yourself so you can keep going. All that stuff, I would say, are really important everyday things to, to keep your head right. Of course, we can, you know, get into details yeah. and therapy or whatever, but I would say establishing a good mental hygiene that reminds you who you are, you know, your value, your self-worth, and the fact that you're capable and that you can do whatever you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> and this is exactly why I brought her on because she is the perfect person to talk about this topic mm -hmm. <laughs> because it's so important right now. Now, I mean, obviously, I know you personally. This woman loves degrees. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have a few. <laughs> you know, being African, you know, you know how that goes. Mm -hmm. Now, did that trigger the fire in you to start booking speaking gigs, which I've been to several? 
Yeah, definitely. So, you know, I pursued psychology because I knew early on in my life that I wanted to help people. Specifically, I wanted to help people solve problems of the mind and heart. It's what I wanted to do for myself and it's what I want to do for other people. And the interesting thing about um, speaking is that you get to do that on a large scale. You get to go straight to the people and you get to go to more than one person at a time. So, you know, typically with with becoming a psychologist, the work is in the therapy room and you're working one-on-one. I actually don't do that because I actually love speaking to groups. I love the energy of groups. I love the energy of of just a room full of people who are hungry to hear and hungry to learn and hungry to grow. Mm. And so what I was trained to do in the therapy room, I actually take that to the stage as a speaker and um, am able to kind of find a creative way to to reach groups, masses, if you will. Um, Again, all centered around let's solve problems of the mind and heart so you can live a life that you deserve to live. Now, when you do go speak out at these gigs, are you pitching the topics or are the topics being pitched to you? So how you go about it? Yeah, good question. So both. So there are some stages that I've um, you know, seen that I'm aware of that I follow, for example, the TED Talk stage that mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what, I'm going to pitch myself. A lot of people don't know that you can pitch yourself to, to stages and platforms. And the TED Talk platform was one I had my eye on, you know, being a very high achieving person that I pitched myself to. Um, and we can talk about that more later, but other times people, come to me and say, we noticed that you're in mental health. We noticed that you've spoken about this thing, that thing, or a third, can you speak on this? And if they're, you know, bringing something that aligns with my values or aligns with my, my platforms, which is mental health, Mm -hmm. wellness, you know, helping people solve the problems of the mind and heart so they can live a life of purpose and a value and a worth, um, then, then it's a yes for me. So to answer your question, both, I, I go about it both ways. Now, doing this podcast, I mean, I have to reach out to people. Uh, Depending on my delivery, (laughs) I get the answer that I need. Now, for you, maybe even being social media, how do you go about reaching out to those certain people or the population that you want to speak at? Yeah. So first of all, you got to, you got to know what's out there, right? You got to keep your eye on, okay, what stages, what platforms, what conferences, what churches, what whatever is out there that feels like a good fit for me. Secondly, you got to think about, okay, is this something where I can truly be a value? Can I service this particular audience? Because if if there's not a fit, if you're not going to bring something to the table to this particular organization with their particular audience that's a value to their audience, mm-hmm. then there's no point in pitching. But once you find something that that feels like okay, that, you know, this will be a good fit. Then you literally are sending something as simple as an email Mm, um, saying, hey, you know, introducing yourself um, and, and pitching what you think would be a good topic for their audience. And the key is their audience. So what I like to harp on is, when we go out there in the world and we try to do things like speaking and writing and, you know, whatever, whatnot, it's not about you. Okay. It's about the audience. It's about how you're going to serve the audience. It's about the problem you're going to solve for them. So in that pitch, in that email, you need to make very clear that you have a solution mm. to something their audience needs. You have, you know, you understand their problem. You understand what the, the people that are being served or looking for. And you 
have an answer. And once you make that clear for, you know, the whoever's doing the bookings of speakers, then you put yourself in a position where they're going to think about you. Oh, you know, Freddie is talking about bringing to the table, you know, boop, boop, boop. And Mm. my audience does need that. So I I think I'm going to give Freddie a call and talk more specifically about what he wants to speak about. So my pitches are short-ish, but the key is me drawing out, painting a picture of how I can solve a problem for their audience. There you go. That is nice. I feel like I'm going to use that even, uh, you know, pitch myself to like booking agents. Because I mean, even if it's a different lane, (laughs) I still need to, you know, go about it in a way where they can, you know, give me a spot. Mm -hmm. Now let's switch gears. You're also a writer. Mm -hmm. With that being said, an author. You co-wrote a children's book. Yes. Tell us a little about that <laughs> and where can we find it? Yeah. So uh, these are great questions. Thank um, you. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> um, I am an author. So in 20, was it 2019, I co-authored a children's book with the other Amadi, our sister. <laughs> It's a family affair (laughs) called Chi-Chi and Didi Love Their Names. Uh And um, I'm sure your listeners know that you're Nigerian-American. So we're a Nigerian-American family. And um, my sister and I were just having like a casual conversation about how, first of all, we love books. You know, we love um, stories and we love like children. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we know that representation is so important. It is so important to see yourself in books, in TV, in film, you know, in power, in politics, because it makes you feel like you are normal, you know? And we were just talking about how there wasn't any uh, books tailored to Nigerian American children, like Mm -hmm. first gen children, um, kind of, you know, just doing regular life things. And so going back to what I was saying before about let's fix a problem, we um, felt like this would be a great time to kind of put our love for children and children's books, but also a story that can solve the problem of there not being enough representation in children's literature. So we did do that. We co-authored and we independently published that. Nice. But um, coming out in May, <laughs> that's a good but. That's a good but. <laughs> coming out in May um, is my uh, first traditionally published book. Let's go. <laughs> Called Why Do I Feel Like This? Um, it's being published with um, InterVarsity Press. I'm really excited to be working with them and all the things are happening with that. And, you know, I just found out a couple of days ago that the book, you know, is will be in Target, at least on Target.com. We'll see. Man. Hopefully it makes it in, in real life. But no, that's no, no. a big deal, it, right? It will. That's a really big deal. <laughs> Thank you. I'm super excited about that. Um and yeah, right now I'm just um, gearing up to to launch the book full force, which means you know marketing and mm-hmm. starting to do podcasts Podcast. and Thank you. any <laughs> any appearances <laughs> and um, you know uh, just speaking to my audience and getting them excited about this book so that the book does well. And I'm just so happy that my first traditionally published you know official book is about mental and emotional health because obviously I can talk about that all day. So, um, yeah. Why do I feel like this? It really digs into, um, uh, it's a conversation starter Mm -hmm. for why we feel the things we feel. And I focus on 
eight specific emotions, hurt, trauma, discouragement, envy, shame, anxiety, sadness, and depression. So if you have felt those things in your journey, you know, in your journey of purpose, in your journey to greatness, in your relationships, in your everyday life, I would say, hey, check the book out because it, I think it's a great start um, or a great next step for your healing journey. There you go. Make sure you get that book, man. Did you did you hear that something? <laughs> Thank you. Oh, and you can get oh, it on okay. Amazon. Yep. Um or, or Target. Yep. So, I just bought it not too long ago. A... Now, along with being an author, <laughs> we covered that. <laughs> no, we go we go cover everything. Now, this is this is a side thing. A lot of people want to write books, but they don't know how to get the publisher. Mm-hmm. Any courses or tips that you want to offer in the future for somebody looking into that? Yes. It's funny you ask. I actually just launched a coaching program. So I just closed enrollment now for my first cohort, but I am coming (laughs) back. I am coming back um, around again. Demand. (laughs) (laughs) Because I I actually am um, coaching people around how to, first of all, land their book idea, like Mm -hmm. make sure you you have idea that's marketable. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I, you know, I just want to emphasize that you really want to find that that perfect space, um, that perfect merging between what you're passionate about, but what people need, because mm. it's not about you. Okay. It's about what people need, um, but specifically what people need from you. So a book idea is, is no different in that you can have all these creative ideas, mm-hmm. but if that's not what people need right now, and if that's not what they want from you, then it's not going to sell. So I help people figure out that middle space between passion and interest, but also what people need and want. And we find that that happy middle space. And then we structure that. Okay, let's structure this, you know, illuminating book idea. Let's okay. flush out the table of contents. Let's do all of that. And then I teach them about, okay, how do you go about getting somebody to look at it? So that can be two things. You mm. actually reach out to a literary agent, which there's um, platforms to be able to contact one of them. Okay. Um, or you reach out directly to a publishing company that's actually accepting un, um, unsolicited. unsolicited submissions. Okay. But f- for either one, you need a strong book proposal. And that, again, is just another pitch document where you've literally, you know, there's about, it, it could be anywhere from 25 to 50 pages because okay. it's literally breaking down the overview of Ooh. the book, the table of the contents, uh, competitive analysis, meaning what are other books on <laughs> the book market? <laughs> right, right. Uh, what are other books on the market that are like yours and how is yours different? You know, what value do you bring? And and then also you, you send in a couple sample chapters. And okay. so I am working with people now. Now, um, they'll be actually starting in April through that process. And so if that's something any of your listeners are interested in, um, then I would say, you know, like, let's get connected, um, you know, follow me somehow so that the next time it opens up, um, you know, you you can have a first dibs on that. And for those that have hit me in the past about how she did it, that's your gateway. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Just Go over there, <laughs> tap, in, tap into that, and then get it done. Now, TV writing, is that something that you're going to tap into to the future? Is that along the lines of your, let's call it an empire? 
I love that. I, and I received that. Um, absolutely. So I think once you're a writer, you know, a writer is a writer is a writer is a writer. Mm-hmm. So the the mediums are absolutely very different. So, you know, a self-help book is very different from a script, is very different from a children's book or whatever. But if you have a writer's heart, you have a writer's heart. So I am absolutely pursuing screenwriting. Um, I have, mm-hmm. you know, scripts under my belt <laughs> um, just to develop my craft because that's important, <laughs> you know. Okay. and. I've joined a writer's group, which offers support and they read and give me feedback and whatever, which is really important. So I feel like I'm in the space where I'm still developing my, my craft. I'm okay. still becoming excellent mm-hmm. in that, you know, cause I didn't go to school for that or anything. So yeah. it's self-taught, but I'm, I'm making a little headway. You know, people are starting to read my scripts and, you know, I'm networking and making great contacts and my scripts are in a few people's hands. And so we'll see, you know, um, it, that industry, uh, screenwriting, film and TV acting, it's intense. I mean, you know, this, it's probably one of the hardest industries to break into. And it goes back to what I was saying earlier that it, that's why it's so important to have a good mental hygiene and to literally tell yourself positive things. Um, because there's nothing, there's, I, there's little things that'll break you down more than the rejection that comes with trying to break into the entertainment industry. It's just real. Yeah. (laughs) And nobody, nobody we know and love hasn't gone through that. It's Mm. just, it's a rite of passage. You know, there's no way you skip over rejection. There's no way you skip over getting someone's really bad notes or or notes that pretty much say, Hey, you should stop doing this. You know, there's no way around that. All you do is you take it with a grain of salt. You take what you can to grow. You learn, you keep cultivating your craft. You know, you keep investing into yourself. You keep growing and you literally keep trying and you tell yourself, if I want this, I can have it as long as I keep doing the work. And that's what I, it's literally as simple as that. If I want this, I can have it. If I keep doing the work, when it happens, it happens, you know? So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in there, you know, I'm in there and I'm, (laughs) she's in in the loop. I'm in the loop. Everything, you know, everything has its time. So obviously for the rest, you know, for this season, I'm focused on the book launch, but, um, at the beginning of the year, I I did a little bit of like trying to, um, clean up my last script and kind of send it out so that it can just do its thing while I focus on my book. And, you know, we'll see who may be interested in wanting to talk to me by the end of this year. I just kind of take it season by season. Nice. I'm sure things will go your way. This is one thing about this woman. <laughs> this woman knows how to seal a deal. Um, you know, she has proper execution. And it's one thing that I've, you know, taken from her. Because, you know, a lot of people come up with stuff, but we don't, you know, we don't have the right route. You know, we might. <laughs> <laughs> but this is one thing. That's one thing I take. You know how to seal the deal and you know how to make things happen. Mm, so as we wrap you. this up, the last thing I want to talk about is your TED Talk. Mm. What was the focus on that? And also, where can we find it? And are you planning on doing more? Because you never know. Yeah, TED Talks. That was, um, I almost threw up that day. (laughs) (laughs) That was probably one of the scariest things I've ever done in my life. Thank you. No, thank you for showing up. You know, my family is, you know, y'all are real ones. Like, you guys never miss anything I do. And I really... (laughs) I flew off from Vegas. I know. It's real ones. I always tell people like my biggest strength next to God is my family because you all really, you know, give me what I need to to deliver. I remember getting up on that, you know, the red dot and (laughs) feeling like I was about to pass the heck out. And then 
I looked at my mom first, and then I looked at the rest of y'all, and I was like, okay, I could do this. And I just looked. I didn't even know who else was in yeah, the audience. I definitely. just looked at y'all. But the talk was about um, uh, how social media affects our self-esteem and mental health. Again, everything I do is like low-key, mm. not even low-key, high-key related yeah. to mental health. That's my thing. That's my brand. That's another thing. It's important to have a brand, you know, okay. to know what you're about. Um, so it's important for people to have an idea of what you're about. You okay. want to be thinking about, okay, what's the space I want to take in people's brains? And I know for me, it's like mental health wellness, as well as exec- executing, which I hear a lot, like you know how to execute. So I know yeah. how to be productive and effective. But yeah, the TED Talk was about self-esteem um, and mental health and how that's impacted by social media. And again, I pitched myself, you know, um, I had statistics, you know, for my research about how social media was impacting us. I had personal stories, you know, and then I threw in a little bit of, you know, creativity and I I drafted a a talk. Um, But uh, before I sent them the actual talk, I drafted an outline. And so when I found who to pitch to, which literally you can go online. And this is another thing I actually talk about in my course. A lot of things are just sitting down and figuring out out who to go to, um, found who I wanted to, to pitch, pitched a few, you know, heard back. Um, I actually heard back, got a yes on my birthday. So it felt wow. like the biggest birthday. Yeah. October Man. 20th. I got an email. Congratulations. We want you. I was like, happy Just birthday to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I did it. It was an eight minute talk. It's still on YouTube. Um, mm. it's funny. I haven't shared it a bunch sure. cause that's, the weird thing about me. I do all these things, but I very rarely, Um, I I don't self-promote enough. And I'm working on that because that comes from like my stuff of not wanting to, not wanting all that comes with being out there. So working on that with my therapist, because the things that get in our way are actually kind of all internal. We have like weird ideas about success and money and things that really get in our way, like mentally. So working through that, learning to be okay with like self-promotion and all of that, but you can find it on YouTube. You would just search Peace Amati, my TED Talks there. Mm -hmm. And I would absolutely love to do one in the future. I don't have my idea yet for what my second one would be, but once I have it, We'll rock and roll. And I'm pulling up no matter what city or state. <laughs> Fly us all out. <laughs> Any last words? And please uh, plug your social media. Um, yeah. My last words are you take care of yourself. Take care of your mind. Literally love yourself. As cliche as that sounds, like pour love onto yourself. Tell yourself you got this because you do. Develop your craft. Um, if it's in your heart, it's probably because you should be doing it. But everybody's got to start somewhere. Nobody makes it overnight. So develop your craft. Stay positive. Stay optimistic. Have community. Have support. Take care of your mind. And you'll be all right. And you can find more of this um, by following me on Instagram at It's Peace Amadi. Okay. Peace. I want to thank you for carving time at your busy schedule to come onto the podcast. I want to wish you more success, uh, more things that you want to do. Hope you get them done. Make sure you guys follow this woman. Get the course. Get the books. It's real serious. Peace.